Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, we have made it to Friday. It is August 14th, 2020. And yes, the Avengers beta is here, my friends. If you're over on the PlayStation, it is open for you this weekend. And uh, if you are not, if you're on Xbox or PC and you've pre-ordered the game, you can get in this weekend as well, which uh, I recommend you guys give it a shot. You know, if you don't want to pre-order, next weekend it will be open for everybody else. So you can all get in there if you're on PC and Xbox and don't want to pre-order. You can get in and get a feel for it. But if you're on PlayStation, do yourself a favor and play the game today because it is uh, it is. Just believe me, if you're listening to the show, you're going to enjoy the game. Let's just put it that way. But uh, before we get rolling here, I do want to, of course, you know, give you guys the uh, the plugs here. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter, at Mark Turk, or shoot me an email, theenthuselife at gmail.com. We got some feedback from yesterday's episode when I was talking about uh, the um, uh, uh, Avatar live-action series and how the um, original creators had left the series. And uh, essentially, I was kind of not necessarily arguing, but just saying, why do we continue to try to push these live-action versions of these shows? Because we already have the shows. Well, we got some responses to that. First one comes to us from Astastic, and he says, uh, from the podcast, that Dragon Ball Evolution was garbage. Because I mentioned that the Dragon Ball movie, as a Dragon Ball fan, was um, somewhat insulting (laughs) as a fan. And he said, however, the fan-made Dragon Ball shows are ten times better. And he gave me multiple examples of uh, fan versions. And you know what? They're, They're pretty good, man. There's a couple in there that are almost like, they almost give you chills when you watch them. So these are over on YouTube. Um... I'll try to put some links to them down in the show notes. So if you want to check those out, uh, very cool, man. You know, and that's the thing. It's like some of these, they're, they're not like long formatted movies or anything like that. They're kind of more short, just like proof of concepts. And I, I almost wonder, like, is that kind of what we did with Dragon Ball Evolution? But when it comes down to the talking and, you know, those kind of longer formatted conversations, is that when these things kind of fall apart? Maybe, you know, like, sure, you can make an epic fight scene between uh, Frieza and Goku, but when it comes down to the kind of the longer formatted, uh, you know, kind of in between that filler, in between those fights, because Dragon Ball Z is all about the fight, maybe that's kind of where evolution fell apart. But either way, hey, hire these people and let them make the movies, because these are, uh, show whatever you end up doing with Dragon Ball, because it looks awesome. Uh, Classic Squid also said, he said, my excitement for uh, The Last Airbender... Coming to live action is honestly just to see what the world and the powers that people have would look like in real life. How beautiful those places are and how truly powerful and breathtaking bending can be. That's what I really want to see. And, you know, that's kind of what those Dragon Ball fan things, you know, show. is kind of like, you know, you have characters on Namek or fighting in the desert. And when you see the Kamehameha and the beams shooting, it's awesome. And I'm sure Avatar would be the same way when they're bending the elements that would just look so awesome on the big screen. I mean, you even think about, I mentioned about uh, when it comes to like Lord of the Rings and people got to see like Rivendale and all these places in what appeared to be live action. Like that's something special. You know, nobody really knew New Zealand was just straight up Middle Earth until we saw it on the big screen and it just brought that whole world to life. And so maybe that's part of it. Maybe just actually seeing it, you know, in our heads when we watch these animated versions of these shows, we always, you know, in our heads think about what it looks like. Obviously, we have the visual, but it's still not the same and we try to just transport ourselves there kind of like we do, you know, when you're reading a book or reading a comic, you you kind of put yourself in that place in your mind, but to hear have it become a reality, uh, maybe that's what we chase when we try to create these live action versions of these shows. And unfortunately, 
it can whiff sometimes. And I think that's what's happened with some of these uh, versions of, of um, these cartoons trying to come to life. Uh, we also got a, uh, a Twitter uh, message, and this was from uh, Ernie C three seven seven seven, and he said, uh, "Hey, Mark, the delay of Halo Infinite is a good sign for me about the direction of Microsoft Game Studios. Remember when the Master Chief Collection was rushed out to meet release, and it was busted for almost a year?" He said, "I'd rather get a polished game six months later than a broken game early." And Ernesto, I agree with you, my friend. Yes, 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 yes. So if anything, it shows that they're not pushing it out, that they know the priorities of just putting out a quality game rather than just pushing something out. I mean, that's what I said. Could you imagine those discussions internally saying, hey, we have this new console launching. Halo was supposed to be that launch title. And you know what? It's just not up to par. Like, we just cannot put this thing out. Um, I, I can't imagine the decision that just had to be made and, and just, you know, what that gut feeling was when they actually just came to finalize and realize, like, you know what, we really can't make this happen. Um, so, uh, Ernie, thanks for sending that in, man. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, well, let's move on here to the big story of the day. And uh, this dropped kind of late in the afternoon. It was kind of funny, actually. I was playing Spider-Man on my PS4, and uh, which, by the way, like I think I mentioned, I started playing it again. That game, man, it, it's just incredible. It really is. I mean, I, I've said it multiple times uh, that it was I think in my top three if at, if at least not my top five games of all time like for me personally it's easily top three that game is just there is something about that game with the story and the the way the movement feels the the combat feels you are freaking spider-man and on top of that the way that story progresses and the cutscenes, and how they even like give you, you know, you're getting phone calls while you're webbing around, and you have Jay Jonah talking in your ear, you have, uh, you know, Detective Yuri, who's one of the police officers in your ear, you start getting Miles in your ear, you have Mary J talking in your ear, you have Aunt May talking, I mean, it's just like, so great, the game is just awesome, and I couldn't, I'm kind of just playing right now, like, I'm going along with the story, but I'm also like, if there's a crime as I'm on my way there, I'm going down and just just living the life of Spider-Man. And it's it's so freaking good. But while I was sitting there playing that, my son finished up his schoolwork yesterday because he is back in school, been doing virtual. Now, this is actually the third week he's in school. And uh, he's playing Fortnite. And he told me yesterday, he said, hey, dad, you know, they're they're decreasing the price on V-Bucks because obviously, you know, somebody plays Fortnite, V-Bucks are the big deal. That's how you're buying your skins. That's how you're buying your battle passes, all that stuff. And he said, they're decreasing the price of V-Bucks. And I was like, oh, really? And he said, yeah. And he said, we're going to get like a credit for all like a bunch of the V-Bucks that we bought recently, like in the last whatever. So he logs in yesterday, freaks out. He's got 600 V-Bucks, so he's going crazy, which right there tells you how many V-Bucks he's bought and whatever this time frame was that they were <laughs> doing the refund on. So in our office, I'm I, we have two desks. So like our backs are kind of to each other. I have my uh, computer, my PC, and you know my PlayStation. So I'm playing that. He's behind me playing Fortnite, yelling as always with his buddies and all that, which is aggravating, but whatever. That's, that's a story for another time. Um, and... Uh, my phone goes off and it says that uh, Fortnite's been pulled off the App Store. So I said, I said, buddy, I said, I just got this thing on my phone saying that, you know, Fortnite's been pulled from the App Store. And he said, oh, yeah, it's just because they're not, you know, um, uh, Apple doesn't like that they're, you know, decrease the price of the stuff. And I said, really? And I said, so I looked into it. Well, sure enough, that's the story. So Apple has taken Fortnite off 
the App Store. And when you think about it, when did Fortnite really explode? Sure, it was on the consoles, but it wasn't until it really went mobile that things just went insane because everybody and their mother, especially kids, could suddenly get the game for absolutely free and play on mobile. A lot of kids now play their games on iPads, iPhones, all of that. And Fortnite or Epic then decided, well, if you're going to pull it, we're going to go ahead and sue you. So Epic is now suing uh, Apple. And in response to that, because then we're still playing, my phone goes off again saying like in 10 minutes or five minutes, there's going to be this in-game event in Fortnite that they're basically mocking Apple showing their version of the old, if you've never seen it, the classic 1984 commercial. It was when the Macintosh was coming out. It was very just just classic commercial. And it's kind of a, uh, a riff on the 1984 mindset where the government basically runs everything. And so they did that. They had this gathering in-game, like when they do these in-game events, showed this mock 1984 commercial that is very similar to it but it shows a Fortnite character running in and smashing the tv and then hashtag what free Fortnite is the hashtag that's going around and now in response to that as well then google decided they're gonna do the same thing they're taking it off the google play store and basically what's happened is this new by decreasing the price of the v bucks they're doing that so players will buy their v bucks exclusively through the app it basically subverts the um, the uh, payment systems that are both on the Google Play Store and in the App Store. So Apple doesn't get a cut and Google doesn't get a cut when people buy the V-Bucks. That really is the underlying issue here. And so Apple said, hey, you know, you're, you're subverting our payment. This is kind of the agreement for us to have it on the App Store. We're pulling it out. Now, Epic's defense for this is that there are other services in which you can do this with. With And this even kind of goes back to the story from the other day where Microsoft, you know, found out that xCloud was not going to be on iOS. And part of that was because Apple said they can't guarantee the games in there are going to be, um, you know, they, they were kind of citing like the rating systems. But in the end, if you think about it, they could also then cite, hey, even, I mean, in the same sense as purchases, right? Like Destiny, you could play Destiny and you may be able to buy a battle pass or a battle pass, a season pass in Destiny kind of through xCloud, and, and Apple has nothing to do with it. I mean, in the end, I think that's really where this is boiling down to, is Apple's not getting their cut, and they're like, get off our app store. But there are other services that do this, and that's kind of been the argument um, from from Epic. Now, to, I, I'm kind of twofold on it. I, I see Apple's point. If you're saying, you know, hey, you're, you're subverting our payment system, especially on an app that is so, so popular, that is just, you know, dominates the App Store and has been ever since its release. I mean, if, if Fortnite is just a powerhouse. And so when you're something that big and you're, for all intents and purposes, intentionally going around and subverting that payment system, especially, I mean, if there's any evidence of that, they had this 1984 uh, you know, mockery of Apple ready to go within an hour, you know, within minutes. So you can't tell me that you just suddenly came up with that because you didn't. You knew this was coming and you were ready for it. So, um, you know, that's, I guess, almost showing somewhat your your guilt in this sense. But in the same sense, if Apple is being twofold, they're allowing other services to do this. Yeah, that that's not fair. Like, that's not right. Well, no matter how big we are or what, you either do follow your own policies across the board or we're not going to be on your app store. 
And the issue is you can still play Fortnite on iOS if you have it, but you, you can't download it anymore. So if you've deleted it off your, your device or if, let's say you've never played and suddenly you decided I want to play, it's gone. And in two weeks, the new season launches and you will not be able to update the app. So you're basically screwed in two weeks, iOS users. And then of course, Google play users will be uh, screwed as well. Now, the thing with Google is it will still ran, run on Android. And for the longest time, people were just sideloading it on there. It actually wasn't in the play store. It is now. And Google came out and said, Hey, it'll still be available on Android. You know, kind of how Android's hands off of like, we know you're all like breaking in and, and, and uh, what do you call it? Jailbreaking all our devices. Where there's a will, there's a way, right? Like life finds a way. Um, but it's not going to be in the Play Store. We're not, we're not taking part in that. Um, just a, just a weird situation, you know. But I, I mean, really, Apple, like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're totally now showing this bad face. And, and even the statement that uh, I think it was uh, Apple put out or, or Epic put out, they said like Apple is basically becoming what they always railed against. You know, they always, they, they didn't like when they came out with. Um, iTunes and all that. They basically were saying, hey, here's a 99 cent price for every song. Boom, here it is. You know, all these companies that charge so much money for digital downloads and for album sales and all that. Like, no, 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 no. We're, you know, nobody, we're not going to be like that. Well, now you are. You've become that, that behemoth that you hate is essentially what they've, they've done. You know, it's, uh, just a, an odd situation. Um, I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, in the end, Fortnite, when you take a step back and look at what Fortnite has done uh, just for the gaming industry alone, it basically forced the hands of Sony and all these other companies to um, essentially jump into crossplay, right? I mean, Fortnite really was kind of the game that just forced that hand when everybody else was doing it and Sony said they didn't want to do it, you know, Fortnite comes out, Sony doubled down or, you know, gave in and said, okay, we'll, we'll do it. And this may be that thing where Fortnite is such, just such a revenue generator for Apple. I mean, it's got to be the amount of money they're going to lose in this in this instance. Um, and just say, hey, okay, let's let's come to an agreement and and see what we can do about this because there's, you know, hey, I think the cut was thirty percent. It's like a thirty percent tax before that. Um, you know, maybe they can cut that down to whatever fifteen, ten percent, whatever it is, um, and and do that. So I don't know. We'll see. See where it goes. I mean, in the end, if it's a 30% tax, and I want to say it was before it was like $10 for a thousand V-Bucks, the price is going down to $8 now for a thousand V-Bucks. If you look at that, that's what 20% discount um, that players are getting, which means let's say that's what it was. There was just 30% tax before. So Epic was making a dollar on that $10, right? Or, well, I'm sorry, they were making $7 on that $10. Now, they're making $8 on that $10. So maybe that's all it is. Maybe they want that 30% tax down to just 20%. And maybe that'll bring it back on and then everybody can be happy again. Um, but, you know, again, I think Apple needs to do it across the board. We can't have these select companies where they're they're allowing this to happen. But uh, big story, man. Big story in the gaming world. And, you know, who knows? Maybe this could even make the changes and help then xCloud. This could just be the whole gaming industry saying, wait a minute, Apple. Like, you need to come around here and help us out. All right, well, shifting gears away from video games here, uh, we got an interesting story. This is uh, coming from the WWE Network, a streaming service that uh, many of you may watch if you're a wrestling fan, like uh, my family is here. Uh, but I think this is kind of cool, you know, talking about uh, just different brands, kind of co-branding, and that is at the WWE Network, which is their service now. You pay $9.99 a month. You get basically every pay-per-view ever. Uh, they have some great documentaries 
uh, on there, which, which, by the way, I love their wrestling now. They're kind of pulling that curtain back and kind of giving you that behind-the-scenes look. There's some awesome documentaries, like, you think back in the day, like, uh, behind the music when they would show those things. You kind of get the stories of behind the bands. It's kind of what they're doing with some of these documentaries, where you're, they're actually, you, you have the shows that you have on TV Monday, Wednesday, Friday now, and your, your pay-per-views, and it's following the storylines and all that. But then they've, they're, they're just straight up showing you, like, there's a documentary and they're called the day of, and it just follows like whoever was the main event or just somebody on there and them just through their daily life. And you'll, you're seeing just this reality show version of this person where they're getting ready and all that. Like, I, I just really like that they've been doing that. So there's a lot of good content actually on the WWE network. Even if you weren't a wrestling fan, but you were just like into documentaries, I think there's some cool stuff on there that people could definitely get find some enjoyment in, but um, they've announced that they're, uh, this was yesterday, that they're bringing some independent wrestling content to the WWE Network. So I guess this is from um, some of the uh, federations called Evolve, WXW, Progress, and Insane Championship Wrestling. Um, they're suddenly now this Saturday going to begin streaming content. Now, you know, one of the interesting bits there, I think, is that Vince McMahon is very well known for just despising any competition and literally just stomping it down into the ground when it comes to uh, any other wrestling thing that's not WWE or back in the day, WWF. Uh, so, I mean, obviously they bought WCW, their biggest competition. Now you currently have AEW, the other promotion that's running. It actually has some TV time here. Um, I mean, we actually also have Impact, which is another one that's nowhere near the level of either one of those. Um, but, you know, here he is kind of, doubling down and saying, okay, well, we're going to start bringing these independents in. And it makes me wonder, like, is it because the competition of AEW, which has been doing very well, like, is that maybe his way of saying, all right, well, I'm going to give it to them because we're going to start showing this other, uh, these other, you know, promotions basically to put on here. And maybe that's going to pull people to watch it. I mean, I, I don't know, like if you're, if you watch this WWE on TV and you don't commit to the network, I don't know like if you would go into this now some of the independent promotions because actually my wife's cousin still wrestles to this day he is he's into wrestling we used to go um years ago when he was learning back when we lived in new york to a small school there they would put on like a monthly show and we would go just kind of cheer him on and that well he still does it in the weekends it's it's the northeast something in, in the whole northeast it's like a new york um federal promotion that he's a part of that he does and to watch his pay-per-views, and I think you can even watch like the weekly shows that they do, there's a website you can go and pay X amount of money and watch them. So I almost wonder if that's what WWE is going to start doing, is start pulling in these smaller promotions and say, hey, rather than force you to go spend 10 bucks for these other promotions, why don't we just pull them in? Because then this way those people will be paying us. And I bet you that's kind of what, what is happening here. Um, but you know, I don't know how many people would necessarily run, you know, are you a big wxw fan and suddenly you're gonna subscribe to the wwe network maybe maybe you would but if you're just kind of a, a casual wrestling fan kind of like my family is it's not gonna force us to watch it will i will we watch any of this maybe i mean insane championship wrestling sounds kind of cool we'll probably my son and i'll probably put it on and <laughs> you know geek out for a little bit just watching some of the uh, crazy wrestling but i think the cool thing is there's actually some wrestlers who are in wwe now who were in these promotions and they said they're going to put some like best of compilations together with those, with those wrestlers. So I think that's could be part of it as well. Kind of like doubling down on the history of some of the wrestlers that they have in their in WWE now 
and kind of bringing that to the the network. So pretty neat. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a cool, cool story. Like, okay, wow, they're kind of branching out there. Uh, we've been talking about the movies coming back. And actually, August 20th, next Thursday, my friends, AMC is opening. And uh, they're kind of doing this welcome back promotion where uh, they're saying that... Uh, it's movies in 2020 at 1920 prices. So on that day, tickets to go to the movies are 15 cents. So you can buy them online. If you're ready to go to the movies and sit in there and do your thing, you can uh, you can can go back there and uh, see it for uh, 15 cents. Now I will tell you, my family, we are not going to the movies at all. Uh, but hey, there are some movies coming. New Mutants coming August 28th. Uh, Tenant supposed to come out September 3rd. So there will be movies to see, some new movies, um, but we uh, we won't be going to the movies. I'm going to tell you that much right now. I don't know, like New Mutants, hopefully they they put that out on uh, digital quick because uh, I do definitely want to see New Mutants, but um, again, we're not we're not going to the movies. Uh, but hey, 15 cents, if, if you're up for it and you, you want to go, find your local AMC and you'll be able to do that. Um, finally today, I do want to talk a little bit about some comics. I've been reading some comics again, I, as I mentioned here, reading the new uh, Marvel's Empire uh, series is kind of their summer event. Uh, issue five did come out, and man, I am loving this series. It is great. Now, one of the big, um, I don't want to say characters, but let's say teams of this event is the Fantastic Four. If you remember, the Fantastic Four came back again. Uh, I think, was it 2018? I think that they relaunched the Fantastic Four. Uh, Dan Slott and crew over there kind of came back to kind of re bring back kind of that fun and, and legacy of the Fantastic Four. And so I've started reading that um, about 10 issues into that. So far, we've had Dr. Doom show up. We've had Galactus show up. We've had the thing finally get a mar- married to Alicia. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I remember as a kid, like the Fantastic Four cartoon and really enjoying that. If you remember that where Stan Lee was kind of in the beginning of the show and would kind of give you all these, you know, hello, true believers. And he would do his thing. And then at the end, get a course, shout out Excelsior. Um, some of these issues have kind of had that feeling. You know, you, you kind of always forget that. Like, Spider-Man is all about his quips, right? He's constantly talking, constantly giving little jokes and all that. And, you know, the thing and Johnny Storm, you know, the, you know, the human torch, they're kind of that embodied. And it really, I mean, Spider-Man really probably came off of them, right? Because the Fantastic Four came first. Um, and it's always just kind of fun to see them just kind of bickering and going back and forth. And I love Thing's dialogue because he's such a... I don't know what the word is, like just like a, a mid-50s, I don't want to say meathead because that's not the right term, but you know what I mean? He's just like a guy's guy. I don't want to say he's not smart, but he's he's not exactly the brightest, but it's just, I don't know. There, there's something about reading this book that is just, I don't know, it kind of encapsulated me yesterday. I just That was basically what I did yesterday afternoon while the kids were doing their schoolwork because my wife wasn't home. She was at work. Uh, just sitting there for about two hours just reading the Fantastic Four. And it was just bringing me back to those days as a kid, um, just kind of watching the Fantastic Four cartoon. And, and I did I still, I did read the Fantastic Four when I was younger, but not a lot. I only have a, a couple issues. Um, I think in the late 90s they tried to like re, relaunch it or there was something they tried to do in the late 90s that I, I – basically jumped in and followed it for like seven or eight issues straight. Um, but I just, I love that team. And, and again, you know, the fact that almost right on the series, when it kind of gets going, you're getting doom, you're getting Galactus, um, which were in the same storyline, which doom kind of teamed up with the fantastic four, which is kind of weird. It was just this weird thing. And, but I just, I really enjoyed the story. And uh, I think, you know, it's only on issue 20 something right now. Um, but I know where that's going to lead into empire. That's kind of where this is kind of, you know, the series ultimately kind of ends up going. So, um, 
you know, if you're looking for some Fantastic Four, obviously jump into the series. I'm interested really in how they're going to pull them into the MCU. Um, you know, there's been what three Fantastic Four movies, two kind of the same actors. We had the initial one and then Silver Surfer. I never saw that third Fantastic Four movie because I heard nothing but bad things about it. I know it's on Disney Plus. Maybe maybe that's something I could try to do this weekend. Maybe try to sneak that in. I'm actually having my dad over on Sunday because my mom is out of town. And my dad has... He went with me to see the original Avengers movie. And then I'm trying to think. I think we might have... That might be it. I know he was over at our house one day and Captain America was on TV and we just happened to watch it. But he's never watched any MCU movies. So I told him, I said, why don't you come over, come over on Sunday or we're going to have dinner. I said, but before that... We're going to start with Iron Man. We're going to start with the beginning of the MCU. And I think as these you know, weeks and months go on, I want to tr- kind of get him through the MCU. It's going to take some time, obviously, because we're not getting together with my dad every every weekend enough to at least sit down and watch a movie. Uh, but I said, let's get through the MCU. So we're starting with Iron Man with my dad. So I'm interested to see if he he you know gets into this. We always watch the Star Wars movies together. He never has any idea what's going on. He's not a huge Star Wars fan or anything like that. But I think he's really going to dig Iron Man. Because when we watched... Uh, Winter Soldier, he was like, that was the one that was on USA. It was Winter Soldier. I mean, he was like captivated by that movie, and I was like, Dad, we gotta, we gotta go back and watch all these things because you gotta see how everything builds to this and then where it goes from there. Um, so I'll, I'll keep you posted on how my dad uh, responds to Iron Man. Uh, but all right, well, that's gonna do it for me today and for this week, everyone. Like I said, the Marvel Avengers beta is opening. I actually. According this morning, last week, they accidentally put it out early, or whether it was by accident, I don't know. Tried to log in real quick before I started recording this just to see if it was up, and it wasn't. So as I've been recording, it's 6.30 in the morning right now here. Maybe it's up. By this point, it was up last time. Uh, I hope they put it up because 9 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. is just a crazy time. Why put it out so late? Give it to us all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Give us those three days. Don't don't count today as a date when you're not going to open it up till late at night. Like that's just crazy. Put it out there. And especially last week, I mean, it caused all kinds of buzz because everybody was talking about it. So uh, get out there, smash some things as Hulk, fly around as Iron Man, punch some people in the face as Black Widow. And uh, of course, Punch some people in the faces, get Miss Marvel as well, and use your stretchy hands to swing around. It's great. It's so much fun. Can not wait. And let me know if you guys do get in. Hit me up on Twitter at MarkTurk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Give me your feedback on that. Of course, email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Let me know if you get in and play, or of course, any of the stories I talked about today. Give me some feedback. I like that in the beginning here, actually, bringing some of that on the show, and I would love to keep doing that. Uh, And it gives you guys a shout-out, too, as well, right? So, uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you again. We'll be back Monday. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And until then, we'll catch you next time.